Hello and welcome to another episode of the Maddie Miles podcast. I am your host, Maddie Miles, integrative health practitioner and female hormone guru. This podcast was made for both females and males who are looking to optimize their health through an integrative approach to overall wellness. Today, I have a very fun episode where I'm chatting with holistic nutritionist, Natalie Pupo, about some delicious recipes that are hormone healthy and super easy to meal prep. You will finish this episode feeling inspired to get down in the kitchen to support your hormones so that you can thrive. Now let's get to it. Hi everyone. I am so dang pumped for today's episode. This is going to be so much fun. I love food so much and that we can and should use food as medicine for happy hormones and an overall happy body. So today I am joined with one of my dear friends, Natalie, who I connected with over Instagram about a year or so ago. And since then we have become such great friends and bounce so many ideas off each other since we both practice natural medicine and just healing the body um, naturally through food and through supplementation, through movement, through meditation, all of the above. So Natalie, hello, my dear. Do you want to introduce yourself to my incredible listeners? Yes, of course I do. Hello, everyone. Um, As Maddie just mentioned, um, I'm a registered holistic nutritionist. I graduated from the Canadian School of Natural Nutrition back in July 2019. Um, Not going to lie, it was literally the hardest and scariest exam I ever wrote. (laughs) (laughs) I sweat through like every layer of clothing I was wearing that day. Um, But I got through it and here I am now. So ever since I've been seeing clients on my own, and I'm so very proud to say that I now run my own business out of my home. And I actually see private clients locally as well as virtually around the world. My private clients, um, their programs typically run anywhere from three months to a full year and are very uniquely designed, customized plans. As a holistic nutritionist, I work to discover the underlying issue or root cause of my client's symptoms and then ultimately rid of Yeah, right? (laughs) (laughs) The root cause. Um, or greatly reduce their symptoms using very specific foods in the form of delicious meal plans, as well as incorporating specific natural supplements to allow for deeper healing. And let's not forget the addition of lifestyle recommendations, usually in the form of exercise and meditation. Heck yes. (laughs) Hence why you're my girl. Because it's a holistic approach and that's what, you know, like the term holistic, whether you're like a holistic practitioner or a holistic um, nutritionist, it's you use all forms and all like methods to heal your body and to balance it because it's not, it's never just one answer. You know, it's never just food. It's never just taking a multivitamin or just meditating, you know, once a day. It's, oh, it's the whole picture. So I'm sorry if I cut you off. I also like just to warn the <laughs> warn all listeners right now. I took some vitamins earlier, like an hour ago. Natural um, cognition boosting vitamins. Natural Adderall. Natural Adderall, and um, I I had a panic attack. <laughs> I do not need the extra energy, so I've learned my lesson. Um, you know, I love to try things out myself and 
I like treat myself as a little guinea pig in like my own, you know, lab essentially. And um, yeah, so I'm very energetic right now, more so than normal. And um, I'm normally very energetic. So if I am cutting in a lot and talking a lot, that is why. I just want to give everyone a little rundown of what's going on. <laughs> um, sorry, but if I cut you off, please continue. <laughs> Okay. No, um, no, honestly though, because my private clients work very closely with me, I'm able to gradually aid them into a deeper form of healing every single week. Um, on top of that, I also run virtual nutrition programs throughout the year. My last one being my blue zone inspired program, which gave insight to how centenarians in the blue zones of the world live a long prosperous life. Um, so all the programs include like delicious meal plans, um, but also the downloadable grocery list and nutritional information as well. So they're really, 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 really great. Um, I honestly, Maddie, I got into functional medicine and holistic health, I'd say like five and a half-ish years ago. Um, when Jordan and I got married back in 2015, I really started to take it more and more seriously. About a year before our wedding, like let's say 2014, I started to develop patterns of disordered eating, which eventually led to things, as you know, orthorexia, um, anemia, um, amenorrhea, and B12 deficiency. And I went through this continuous battle for like almost three years. Um, so once I decided to honestly take control of my health and like literally in the mirror, I was like, Natalie, enough is enough. Um, I made an appointment with an ND here in Niagara who like literally just told me that if I keep doing this, I'm going to end up in the hospital. So I just like cold Turkey told myself that I have to do this for myself. And like the day after I just started working on myself and like literally every day since I've set a time, set aside time every single day to heal, you know, because like, I just find like people's misconception today is like that you know, three months from now, the, the program will be done and I'll be healed. And like, it's just, it's such a misconception because you're never fully healed. I feel like you need to work on yourself every single day, just something that we all need to do and to, you know, be a better version of ourselves. And, um, of course, yeah, we have to maintain the results. Yeah. Like holistic means mind, body, spirit is something that we literally to live fully and present in the moment. We need to work on that every day. So no matter what your goal is, what your health goals are, it's just so important to to connect with yourself and better yourself every day. And um, yeah, so I love that. I yeah, I've dedicated my life to just forever learning and getting better every single day and learning more about, you know, the body and how to heal the body. And, you know, we're constantly discovering new things in the in the health realm. And so just keeping up to date with, you know, current um you know, trends and, um, you know, discoveries science. and science, it's very important. And, you know, beyond the nutrition and medical field, yeah, just, you know, getting better at, you know, getting more in tune with yourself and emotions. And, um, you know, there are just so many things that one can and should do on a daily basis to get better. Yeah. I don't, I've never actually met anyone who's like, I'm, I'm done getting better. Like I'm, I've maxed out. Like I've never met anyone like that, but I actually have, I've met people who have met people like that. And we kind of just laugh. Cause we're like, you're just done. <laughs> right? yeah. I'm like, retired. Yeah. 
I'm retired from learning. I'm, you know, the best I can be. But <laughs> anyway, thank you so much for opening up about that, Natalie. I know we've connected about that a little bit, but you know, this is the first time that I've really gotten to talk to you like one-on-one and we're even looking at each other's beautiful faces right now. And, um, you know, thank you so much for opening up about that eating disorders and, um, disordered eating is very mainstream, but it's also not talked about a whole lot. Um, you know, both males and females, but especially females. So thank you for opening up about that. As you know, I struggled with that as well. So you are not alone. There's never any judgment on my end about anything. Um, but you know, we're both on the other side and I think sometimes it takes hitting rock bottom in order to, well, hitting rock bottom and then recovering from it to like do the deepest growing that one can possibly do. And then, you know, people like us, not everyone wants to go and like help other people. Um, you know, it's, it it takes a lot of time and energy and not to say that one is like a better or worse person for helping other people after they've overcome their own struggles. But, you know, I think both of us, we share that mission and we're like, well, dang, it's way better on the other side. And, you know, we want to help other people, you know, get to the other side. So, Thank you for sharing that mission with me. Because I think you understand how, like, when you're in that, like, how difficult it could be, right? Because it's not until you're on the other side, you're like, oh, it's really not, like, there's a better way, so. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's well, just, I constantly remind my clients and, like, even my followers on social media, like, it, honestly, it's the small, simple things you do on a day-to-day basis that have such a profound effect on your overall health and wellness. It is so true. Like, you know, start small, um, you know, like maybe like for you, you're so inspiring with like meditation and like, even if it's five minutes, like honestly, everyone has five minutes to, to just sit with themselves and, um, and focus on, on what they need for the day and set that intention and move forward. And how, how, how amazing is that? You know? Totally. I mean, I just meditated for another five minutes because I thought I was having a panic attack. So, (laughs) um, you definitely can make time people. I, you know, we started this podcast 10 minutes late, so I could do that. Um, but yes, I mean, this is such a great conversation. We could have a whole nother podcast episode about this and, you know, about the 80, 20 lifestyle where, you know, 80% of your results come from just 20% of what you do. But Today, I wanted us to talk about food and how food can help our hormones um, into some awesome recipes that people can meal prep to set them up for success throughout the week. But before we get into that, Natalie, I must ask you, because I ask all of my um, my guests on this podcast, what phase are you in right now? I am actually in my menstrual phase right now. Ayo! You're looking Uh so radiant for the menstrual phase. (laughs) Um, Okay, well, okay, so you're in your menstrual phase right now. I'm in my luteal phase, actually. So I'm sort of, I'm just right behind you. I'm following behind you. Uh (laughs) I'll catch you. Um, Do you cycle sync or seed cycle? I do. I, I have been seed cycling for, oh gosh, a long, long time. I don't always grind my seeds. I know you're supposed to grind them. It's way more effective. But I honestly, I just find that this power of seeds is just just amazing. So I do do a lot of seeds every single day. Um, and I do go with um, the menstrual cycle for sure. 
Um, but I kind of, I, more or less, I like to just like incorporate hormone balancing foods all the time, you know, no matter what cycle I'm in. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I know you're huge with, with seed cycling and, and you're getting more and more into that. And I just love that so much. <laughs> I know it's crazy. I mean, cause you knew me, we met before I really dove into like the hormonal side of things. So it's cool, actually. I'm just, you know, realizing this now as we're talking, like you've seen my my transition and my growth. Oh, yeah, baby. You're, yeah. Yeah. You. yeah. You are an OG, my friend. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's so it's so funny because like I I didn't know what seed cycling was or cycle syncing was, um, you know, like two years ago. I had no idea what it was when I started my page. I mean, I guess that was three years ago. I had no idea what any of this stuff was. I was on, you know, hormonal birth control myself, you know, and was it educated, not to say that it's bad to be on birth control. Um, I really try not to force my um, ideologies on anyone, but I will say, you know, I wasn't educated on what birth control was doing to my body and I was taking it on a daily basis. And now look at me. Oh, how times change us. <laughs> a radiating girl. <laughs> Thank you. I feel so amazing and different. Someone asked me yesterday, a friend, they're like, how do you feel being off birth control? And I was like, I just feel like myself again, you know, how I imagine I felt before I got on birth control and before I was sick with an eating disorder. But I just feel full of life and I just feel happy. And, you know, I mean, don't get me wrong. We all have bad days and bad moments. But I mean, I would say for the most part, I'm pretty dang happy and I'm pretty much just like, roll with the flow, like roll with the flow. Um, but yeah, go with the flow, roll with the punches and it's pretty dang cool. Um, okay. Before I get sidetracked again, Natalie, I need to, I need to control myself. Let's get into some healthy meal prep. Um, so I have my notes up right here from my cycle syncing 101 ebook of all of the foods per phase. Um, but I mean, let's just get into it. I, I want to have like a super fun and candid conversation about our favorite foods during each of the four phases. Um, some recipe ideas, uh, you know, and how one could meal prep them. So let's do it. Also, I'm looking at our notes right now on like our shared Google doc. And I love how we were chatting with each other at the same time. We're like, Hey girl, LOLs. <laughs> oh my goodness. It's cracking me up. I saw you pop on like right as I started doing the outline and I was like oh my gosh Natalie is so on top of it I was telling Baldo this too I was like she is going to be like a really good guest because she is very on top of things it's too much it's too much really Um, let's get into food for sure yes okay so phase one which is the phase that you're in right now our menstrual phase so okay people menstrual phase now Natalie you um you aren't 100% vegan so you can you know include some foods as well um you know some like animal products as well but again people who you know have my cycle syncing ebook can see the full grocery list and you know take this with them to the grocery store but how about we just talk about you know our favorite foods during this phase so you go first you tell me what are some of your favorite foods maybe from each of like the major macro groups like um yeah, you get into it. You're like, you're like, I got it, Maddie. Stop it. <laughs> I got it, Maddie. I got it. Um, okay, yeah, 100%. So, like, we can start with grains, maybe. Um, mm-hmm. Buckwheat is so, so good for the menstrual phase. 
Um, I love buckwheat. I actually just made some buckwheat pancakes yesterday. Had those for breakfast today. Um, vegetables that I'm into in menstruation, beets. I just had some beet juice this morning. Um, I'm a huge I love beets. I love, love beets. Anytime, like you said, you can eat these anytime of the month, but of they're course. crucial for menstrual phase. As of course, um, we're a little bit lacking a little bit more in iron, uh, during this phase because we are obviously menstruating. So beets are awesome for building healthy new red blood cells. Um, kelp, kale, uh, shiitake, button mushrooms, those are also awesome. Fruits, I would like, usually stick with for menstruation, blackberry, blueberries, cranberries, watermelons are all awesome. Uh, legumes, I would do more like soybeans, kidney, adzuki beans. Nuts and seeds. I literally could eat nuts and seeds all day, but um, pumpkin, pumpkin and flax, as you know, are the best for menstrual phases. And then, yeah, meats. I'm not actually a huge meat person. I stick more to like a pescatarian diet, um, but I do eat some chicken. Um, so, yeah, I, I stick with chicken and I also um, eat a lot of fish. So I would do um, a lot of omega-3 fatty fish, like obviously wild salmon. Um, we I Can think- I just say a quick note on that? Um, so, you know, being plant-based, I, I do take a really good omega-3 supplement because no matter, I just want to make this quick note. Like, I mean, after so many, there are so many labs to back this up. Even people who do eat meat and eat fish, like unless you're eating super high quality wild caught salmon um, or sardines like three times a week, most people, like 99% of people are still low in omega-3s. So it's super important to, um, you know, get some extra supplementation because I, for a long time too, was like, I'm fine. I eat flax and chia seeds every single day, avocado, like I, I'm fine. But um, we, it, I just wanted to make that quick note, you know, cause I always just want to help people and inform people. So it's definitely something to explore and to look into, even if you do eat salmon, um, making sure again, that that's, you know, high quality wild caught salmon um, and, you know, making sure that your levels are still up to par because, you know, being deficient in omega-3 is very, very common. And there are a whole host of symptoms that come along with being deficient in that um, micronutrient, just like any other micronutrient. Well, I'm a, I'm a great example of that too. I, I was vegan for a long time actually. And um, as I was started working with my business partner in our clinic, uh, omega-3 was the one thing that just was always low. And I doubled my dose and tripled my dose and quadrupled my dose. And it was not moving my markers. And that's just really a personal profile of my gut. And then the moment I I was like, well, let me try a fish oil, like a high quality DHA. It just moved the marker. And I was like, "I, I need that. Like, you know, and so why make it more difficult? Right. And, and not only that, but for hormone hormones, I mean, you need to have that good fat to fat communication. Like that's how our hormones connect with each other and how that's how they, you know, stay happy and healthy. So it's really important. Like Maddie said, that even if you are eating wild fish a few times a week, um, supplementation might be a good thing to add in as well, just to, um, make sure that you are getting that overall, um, omega-3 ratio every single day, you know? Yeah. Another side note, isn't it crazy how like it's idolized to like 
to have no fat, body fat as a female. And it's like, where, why weren't we taught in any like of the many years of education and schooling that we got that we actually need fat, you know, yes. we need yes. it. Yes. 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 I know. Oh, a I whole know. another episode to come. Why, why Maddie Miles and hates cholesterol. bad diets. Well, and cholesterol, right? I mean, that's all hormones come from cholesterol. Mm-hmm. I know. Okay, can I tell you my favorite menstrual face foods? <laughs> okay, tell me your menstrual face foods 100%. I love beets as well. And someone told me yesterday that they didn't like beets, and we had about like a 10-minute conversation about why they didn't like beets, only to discover that they actually never have had beets alone. They've only had beets and like smoothies and juices and I'm like then that doesn't count you don't know what beets actually taste like so <laughs> I really defended beets yesterday um so I was like whoa I'm really passionate about this uh food apparently I love beets I love roasting them um I love putting them into smoothies like steaming them and then putting them into smoothies I kind of cheat and I actually buy them already steamed um a brand called love beets love beets yes great organic um I mean, they have a, like a couple of different flavors, but I just get their plain steamed ones. And it's really easy if you don't want to like, because honestly, it kind of intimidates me looking at an actual beetroot. And I'm like, what is that? Like, that looks weird. I do not want to spend the time cooking that. Like, it's so weird because there are some things like kabacha squash, which literally looks like a really scary, ugly pumpkin. And I'm like, cool, I'll take that. Like, I'll, you know, roast it or put it in my Instant Pot and steam it. But like with beets and like just random foods like that, I'm like, mm, I'm too intimidated. I don't feel like doing it. So anyway. Anyway, it's totally okay to shortcut it, people. You do not have to do everything from scratch, um, especially no. in today's day and age where, like, we don't have endless amounts of time to be in the kitchen, um, hence why we're talking about meal prep as well. So <clears throat> when it comes to beets, I think it's more than okay to kind of shortcut that a little bit and buy it them already steamed, and then you can freeze them for your smoothies. Um, you can chop them up and throw them in with some carrots and sweet potatoes and roast them in the oven. So yeah, I love I love beets. Um, kale and shiitake mushrooms are amazing too. So um, I love doing that. Those uh, like a kale salad and throwing in some like roasted shiitake mushrooms. And I mean, honestly, like the menstrual phase doesn't have a whole lot of like no. foods that support it. It's an interesting phase for sure. Um, but I do love kidney beans, and I love making like a uh huh. I have to add in one more thing though, because beets leaves, I know they're kind of like, you kind of didn't want to, you wanted to shortcut it, which is cool. But beet <laughs> leaves, if you ever find them, just wash them really well and put them through your juicer and they actually contain more nutrients than the beet itself. Oh, and they're really iron, which is awesome because especially when you're on your menstrual phase, you never nice. know it. The leaves are actually super high in iron and vitamin K, B6, and really high in fiber. I oh, I love learning. You see, like, I didn't know that. I had no idea. So, so that means that they're probably you. very anti-inflammatory as well. Very anti-inflammatory. Actually, Jordan and I, he'll bring home the whole beet from the grocery store because my husband owns a grocery store. So he'll bring home the whole beet, and then I'll just chop off the leaves, like I said. I'll wash them, and I usually just saute them with, like, some onion and garlic and olive oil, and I'll eat them, like, for lunch with some eggs or a piece of toast or whatever. And, yeah, like I said, it's just nice to – people throw them out, you know? It's like, no, don't you want to throw those out? 
Yeah. All right. Well, now I'm going to buy beets because you said that. So I always have to take, I take one thing away, at least one thing away from each of my podcast episodes. So like, you know, two episodes, it was vaginal steaming. I was like, gotta try that. Um, coffee enemas is the one I released yesterday. I was like, have to try this. And now, I mean, we'll see if anything else comes up in this episode, but I guess for the first time in my life, I will buy beets, the actual beets, and I will not only peel them and roast them, but I will eat the leaves. So what about good. the avocado seed? Do you guys ever like cook uh, just? Is uh, that a thing have, too? Having a vitamin mix is great, but like you just freaking blend the 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 what's it called the the avocado seed. It has so many antioxidants, so many anti-cancer properties um, properties as well too, and it doesn't really have a taste. Why so. didn't we learn this in school? Right. <laughs> But it's just one of those things that's like, I just throw it in there when I make like a, whatever I'm making with, I make a lot of things with avocado. So That's awesome. Okay. Wait, so I want to, um, you know, what I was getting into with kidney bean before we talked about the beet leaves, which I'm so amazed by right now. Um, I, one of my favorite things to meal prep for my menstrual phase is my, it's my vegan chili. So I put kidney beans in there. I put kale in there. Um, I put some mushrooms in there as well. Shiitake because those are my favorite and the shiitake mushroom is especially great for this phase. Um, and then sometimes I get like a little funky with it and I put some wild rice in there because that's, you know, a good grain for this phase um, and adds like a nice kind of, cause it's a vegan chili. So it doesn't have like ground um, beef in there. Is that what you put in normal chili? Ground beef? Yeah. 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 Um, so I just put some wild rice in it or, you know, sometimes quinoa as well, but yeah, so that's, that's my favorite, um, recipe to meal prep for this phase. And I just do a huge pot of it in my instant pot and then it lasts me for, you know, a couple of days and yeah. But you could do a jackfruit on it, in it too. You could do jackfruit. I mean, there's a, you know, jackfruit is great for another phase, which we'll get there when we get there. Um, but yes, you could, I mean, you can put anything that you want in it. It's just having like, I try to include like, just because it's a, a soup, it's a chili. So, you know, I try to throw in as many like vegetables and grains in there that I can that support this menstrual phase. So that's why I do like, you know, the kidney beans, the the kale, the shiitake mushrooms, and the wild rice. This podcast is sponsored by MSW Nutrition, one of my favorite supplement brands. All of their supplements come from FDA-approved labs and are third-party tested for purity. My favorite supplements are their Liver Love and their Chill. You can use my code MM15 to save 15% on your order. Awesome. All right. Awesome. Well, heck yeah. Well, before we move on to um, the follicular phase, what is your favorite meal to meal prep for the menstrual phase? I would say, like I said, I'm a breakfast person, so I get super excited for breakfast. So I would probably have to say my buckwheat pancakes, which actually are pretty bomb. I need to put the recipe up on my website ASAP, so you just gave me the little push to do that. But um, yeah, I would probably have to say my buckwheat pancakes, so... Yeah. Those sound delicious. I'm def You have to share that recipe with me, please, because... I I love pancakes and um, I would love to try some buckwheat pancakes. I love breakfast too. Food just gets me excited. Right? I just like the word buckwheat. Buckwheat. <laughs> Called some buckwheat. <laughs> I feel like it's better when said with a British accent. <laughs> I'm eating buckwheat. <laughs> I'm eating buckwheat <laughs> for my menstrual phase. <laughs> okay, phase two and 
for anyone listening to this podcast episode, I really hope you know what phase two is by now because I talk about these things all the time. It is the follicular phase. And um, the follicular phase has some... That's my favorite phase. (laughs) (laughs) Aldo does like this phase, actually, when I'm in this phase because I'm very, like, I'm, you know, very creative and imaginative. You know, this is a phase where... um, I'm like, oh, so I can tell you about a million things right now? (laughs) And you're just going to, like, agree with me and, like, love it and whatever? I'm, like, willing. Yeah, not that I agree with everything, but I definitely, like, like to plan out for sure. But then, like, any other time of the month, if he has, like, a cool idea, like, business-wise, I'm like, just don't talk to me about it right now. Let's execute it. Yeah, (laughs) Let's execute what we, you know, previously talked about during my previous follicular phase. Let's chill on that for a month. And then next month we can do this. (laughs) I love Um, it's so funny, this is a little side note, how, like, you know, people always say, people who aren't educated on females and female hormonal health, like, females are so crazy, like, their emotions are everywhere. I'm like, no, we actually go through very specific phases throughout the month. It's males who are crazy. Males, you don't know what you're going to get every day, you know? It's like, are they going to be super, like, imaginative and creative, or are they going to be, like, sad and on their menstrual phase? <laughs> I know, I know. All those disagreeing too. <laughs> He's like, yeah, touche. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> okay. That's well, why I meditate a lot. At least I tried. <laughs> okay, follicular phase. Um, my favorite grain, hands down, oatmeal. I mean, I eat oatmeal. Yeah, you're like Oats. same here. I eat oatmeal throughout the entire month, but you know, during this phase, it's um it's particularly good to eat oatmeal and or oats, whether it's oat flour or um, I don't know, you make some granola with oats. Or just hot oatmeal. Oh, I love oatmeal. I had some this morning. What about oat milk? Um, yeah. I mean, it's made just with. I mean, people literally make their own oat milk with just water and oats. Yeah. I'm like, why am I buying this? Isn't that how you make all milk? Is it just add water to whatever? Thing Pretty much, like, but like with nuts, it's it's more of a process because you have to like use that. It. Yeah. Um. But you know, I mean, literally, just throw some oats and you know vanilla and cinnamon and like a date with some water in your blender and voila, you got some oat milk. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, that's, I think my favorite milk, um, milk with a Y is coconut milk, um, to use just like full fat coconut milk and you don't, a little goes a long way. And I just love blending that with water and, um, yeah, that, that's great. But yeah, so oat is my favorite grain. My favorite vegetable would probably have to be broccoli um yeah (laughs) we are twins okay favorite fruit let's see if we can let's see three for three avocado um there's a tie so yeah okay i'll say yes (laughs) okay what was the tie between let me guess let me guess was it avocado and oh cherry no but that's okay (laughs) what was it i love pomegranate Oh, darn it. Okay. Well, that one's, uh, yes, I love pomegranates too. I have messed up so much clothes with pomegranates. Like, just <laughs> getting, like, they just stain everything. But... Pomegranates, like, blow my mind. Like, I literally can't believe how much is in these little aerial seeds. You know? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, my grandma had a pomegranate tree right outside, and it felt, it felt like it was always in bloom or whatever, whatever you call it. And, man, we yeah. used to mess up. Everything. Oh, pomegranates are so delicious. I love pomegranate. We used to put. Too. We used to put. Well, I don't know if I should go into this, but I we used to put like black cats, like the the firecrackers in them, 
and then like throw them at people <laughs> just because they would explode at the same time and then get everyone just red. Like, <laughs> all right, <laughs> interesting. <laughs> Sorry, pomegranates have a special meaning in my heart. That's hilarious. Okay, well, at least we both agree on avocado. Okay, let's go four for four. Legumes, my favorite would be green lentils, baby. What about you? Yes, green lentils for sure. I love lentils so much. I guess. I'm not okay. Really into like lima or mung beans. I don't know. Yeah, I love them all, but we just ha- we had to choose a favorite. Yeah. Okay. And then five for five nuts. Um, my favorite nut during this phase in cashews. Cashews. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cashews. Yeah, cashews are Brazil nuts. I love. Brazil. Yes. Well, I love Brazil nuts, and I have two every single day for my thyroid health. Um, okay. So I don't even associate them with like just the follicular phase. I just, it's one of those things I make sure to incorporate every single day, but yes, I do love Brazil nuts. I think they're so delicious. Cashews are just very delicious though. And I love cashew butter. <laughs> and then you like incorporate a few more eggs for that cycle too? Yeah. yeah I don't eat, um, I don't eat eggs. Um, oh. But I know I do have them on my grocery list on my cycle syncing guide for people. Um, But yeah, some good, you know, grass fed, free range, organic eggs. Highly recommend um, for people who do eat eggs. Yeah. Again, never any judgment on my end. Like I tell people, you know, like even if you are plant based, like, um, you know, make sure that you're eating like whole soy and organic soy, not just like always the, the tofu nuggets, um, you know, and same with like fruits and vegetables. It always comes down to quality. So I don't care. Like, you know, if you want to eat meat, fish, animal products, I just ask that, you know, like be more conscious of the quality. Also be more conscious of how those animals are being treated, you know, mm-hmm. because I'm just a huge advocate for the animals and I love them. Um, and also for the earth. So just making sure that, you know, wherever you are buying your animal products from that, you know, that farm, preferably it's like a smaller local family owned farm. So you're supporting local and, um, you know, they're treating their animals well because you also are what the, yeah, you, and like when people say that, it's so cliche, like you are what you eat, but it's like, no, literally if you're eating eggs from a chicken that was stressed out, because it was treated really poorly and was being fed really bad food, you're literally eating their cortisol. Yeah. And they have hormones we, too. Yeah. And their hormones. So I always tell people, I'm like, I'm not some like crazy activist, like plant-based lady who's like, you have to eat plants. I'm like, no, if you eat plants, also make sure that they're high quality because you're eating the pesticides or the chemicals that are on those plants as well. So, um, you know, I just, I just wanted to say no judgment. Like if you eat eggs, if you eat chicken, whatever it is. <laughs> I don't care. I just want everyone to be healthy at the end of the day, you know, and, um, how you feel and how you treat other people and how, um, your labs look, those are all indicators of, you know, if your body is on the right path or not. So just a little sad note. Right. And, and honestly, it's true because all, all of the clients that I work with, they all throughout my programs, they always tell me, you know, not you made me more aware and more conscious of what I'm putting in my body. And before this, I never did that. So thank you, you know, and it is, it is so important to, to educate them on what they're putting in their body and, 
not to be afraid of food in a way, but just to, just to, like I said, educate them and make them understand how important it is. And you are what you eat. You are what you absorb. So yeah, you just, you want to, you want to make, make the right choices and yeah. Yes. Preach it. Okay. Um, Okay. And then before I finish up for this follicular and you can talk about the follicular. Well, I just love that we had all of the same favorite foods. That was pretty, um, I feel like we just need to meet each other. Can you please come to Austin? Were you honestly surprised? We're like sisters. (laughs) I know. I love it. It's amazing. Well, my favorite thing to meal prep during this, um, this phase and honestly just throughout the month are overnight oats. Um, I love soaking my grain. I mean, I always soak my grains and my legumes anyway, but making some overnight oats and that's what you get to wake up to in the morning. It's pretty genius, my friends. Right. I have to, I'm with you on that one. Um, and also I have to go back to broccoli because broccoli is honestly so incredible. Um, broccoli for the viewers that don't know, they, it contains, um, a phytoestrogenic compound called indole-3-carbonyl, which actually a lot of cruciferous vegetables have. Um, so vegetables like cauliflower, bok choy, Brussels sprouts, cabbage, turnips, kale, all those kinds of vegetables, they actually help, the compound actually helps to lower estrogen in the body, which is pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. Amen. So I don't know, anything, any kind of cruciferous vegetable, I honestly just like to roast in the oven with like olive oil and spices. I'm a huge spice fanatic. So um, just doing that, getting that ready for the week, um, just keeping it simple, but still, you know, supporting our hormones at the same time. So yeah, that's probably what I love. Like. Broccoli. Yes. I've, I've made um broccoli pesto before. Have you ever Ooh. put like broccoli in your pesto? No, but we're making pasta tonight, girlfriend. Oh my gosh. You see, we're just always in sync, man. I knew it. Jordan texted me. He's like, yo, Natalie, <laughs> Natalie and I are making pasta tonight. <laughs> just kidding. I haven't talked to Jordan yet, but we're about to be best friends. Uh, my friend Kevin Ballister, who wrote a book, uh, um, How to Feed the Brain, and <clears throat> he was trying to recover from a traumatic brain injury. He says broccoli is the most important um, food for brain health. Yeah. Hmm. That's cool. That is cool. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, okay, on to the next. <laughs> yes, on to the next, the ovulatory phase. So, this phase, um, you know, for anyone who listened to my cycle syncing episodes, you know that. We have an abundance of natural energy during this phase. Of course, everyone's different, but you know, when your hormones are in check and they're balanced and they're happy, you do have a lot of extra energy during this phase. So, um, you know, it's interesting to like kind of go through the foods that go to support your hormones during this phase because you'll notice it's not a lot, a whole lot of complex carbs because, and again, this is a very short phase. This is really, so this is our fertile window and it's, you know, about like four to five days for, you know, the average female and and the average cycle. And yeah, it's really not a lot of complex carbs, just not because carbs are bad. Carbs are amazing. We need carbs, but we're just saying like, we, we already have a lot of energy and what carbs are energy, you know? So, um, you know, the, the grains, for example, during this phase, during the ovulatory phase are amaranth and corn and quinoa. So you're still eating grains. It's just the quote unquote, lighter, more airier, um, greens. And so I really love quinoa. Quinoa is so easy to meal prep. You can make a huge batch of it. 
in your instant pot, pressure cooker, whatever, or just, you know, on the stove. And you can make enough for the entire week. You can have them for breakfast with some sliced banana or some fresh berries and some nut butter, um, whatever seed butter that you're, you know, eating for your phase. Um, You can have it like a Buddha bowl for lunch or dinner and make it using quinoa. So I love quinoa to eat as a grain during this phase. Love it. Um, I would say quinoa too. I don't actually cook amaranth a lot, um, but I just find quinoa, it really does, like you said, it soaks up the flavor so easily. You can literally throw it in any dish. You can have it for breakfast, lunch, or dinner, which like, hello, that's amazing. So yeah, I would definitely go with quinoa on that one. Vegetables, what's your favorite? Mm-hmm. I Brussels sprouts. I mean, like hands down. Yeah. You yeah. too? Totally. Oh my gosh. I want to <laughs> squeeze you right now. <laughs> I love Brussels sprouts. Oh, they're so good. The leaves that fall off after you roast them. Like I'm like a little squirrel and I literally just like take them all and like shove them in my mouth. <laughs> I used to think they was just like miniature lettuce. So they're like mini cat they're, they're they're mini cabbages they look like right? i actually saw this tiktok and i don't i really just i watched it once i didn't really like think much into it afterwards i was pretty amazed but it was like how broccoli cauliflower were like cabbage brussels sprouts all of them are like the same plant yeah and i was and i was like Wait, genetically whoa. speaking yeah they are yeah well, the thing about I do I do want to say about Brussels sprouts though is that I find that it's like in a lot of restaurants as like a like an appetizer, but it's usually done with so many other like you know like sugars and like the, because they're so I mean tasty and easy and I guess they're cheap to make. Um, they're so actually I, not that cheap though. Like organic Brussels sprouts, like a tiny bag that I go through like literally in a day or two, it's like five six bucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, compared to like broccoli, that's sure. like you know. Okay. Yeah, I I just find that I you go to restaurants and you see that in the thing, but it's usually like in the appetizer menu. You see it very often, at least here in Austin, you do. And a lot of times, it's like I'm just not into that because it has all these other things with it. Um, but they I'm, do taste. But they good. taste great. <laughs> they taste good. I mean, you gotta enjoy life, you know. You gotta. Um, now, obviously, like, you know, my favorite way to cook them is just with some, you know, like avocado oil or olive oil and some sea salt. Think that's delicious but yeah i mean i do really love like i i actually made this great this is for thanksgiving um like a maple syrup glaze for the brussels sprouts and everyone in my family was obsessed with them they were so delicious sounds delicious i also wanted to point out too I, i'm sure there's a lot of listeners saying like oh my goodness like every time i eat cruciferous vegetables i get so bloated i do have a lot of women that you know they kind of get scared to almost eat like brussels sprouts or broccoli but I find a good tip is like just steaming them for five to eight minutes is really a great way to help digest our food. Mm-hmm. So cruciferous vegetables for sure. So yeah, just doing that. And then, like you said, roasting them, sauteing them, putting them in pesto or whatever. Um, it should just be easier to digest if, if anyone does have any digestive issues. Yes. And yeah. And, and, you know, that's a whole nother topic for conversation, but you know, if someone's having like extreme bloating with vegetables, like me as the health practitioner I am, I'm like, okay, well, let's look at the gut. You know, it's not the vegetables that are bad for you. Vegetables are great. They're amazing. Um, they're loaded with so many micronutrients. 
phytonutrients um, and, you know, fiber and protein even. So, but the vegetables themselves are great. But if you're really having a severe reaction to them, well, let's see what's going on with the gut. You know, is, is your gut lining a little, you know, leaky? Is it seeping through the proteins into your bloodstream? Let's fix up the gut. Let's seal the gut. And then let's start incorporating those delicious root vegetables back into your diet. You, girl, you're a professional. Love it. <laughs> Pushing the, you know, all the ego <laughs> off the shoulder. Kidding, kidding. Um, okay, what about for fruit? Um, I think, oh. I don't know, girl. I mean, I love persimmons and I love strawberries. I got to go with, I love persimmons too. It's really hard for us to get persimmons over here though. So it's like a one week or a year that we get them. But uh, I love figs. I'm like a huge fig fanatic too. Oh, yes. I do love figs too. I make these really good. Oh, okay. Well, I'm just going to tell you my meal prep then for the space. I make these figgy fudge bites, I call them. And so, you know, a lot of people use dates in their like energy balls and no-bake recipes. And I substitute the dates that I use um, normally and other times of the month with figs. And it's like figs and cacao. I use sunflower seed butter. And I mean, I, I put some other stuff in it. I can't remember off the top of my head, but yeah, they're my figgy fudge bites and I meal prep them on Sundays and I munch on them throughout the week. I like that. I like that a lot. That sounds delicious. What about I was, you? I was wondering when some chocolate was going to come into the picture. <laughs> I mean, chocolate all times of the month. And actually during the ovulatory phase, chocolate is really good to eat. So... <laughs> it's like this is a supplement like i'm like eating my chocolate i'm like it's a supplement (laughs) um and then red lentil is the only legume i really you know and i love making like red lentil curry putting some carrots in there um tomatoes red bell pepper which are also fantastic for this phase some spinach and yeah, I love my red lentil curry. That's another great recipe. That's super easy to meal prep. You know, you make a big batch of it. You can freeze half of it and you can eat the rest of it, you know, throughout the week. Yeah, I have a really good um, red lentil dal. You know what dal is? Mm, yes, of course. So delicious. I love dal too, especially obviously over here in the cold winter months. I, I've seemed to like repeat that recipe over and over again. It's just basically red Red lentils, um, coconut milk, full fat coconut milk, lots of spices. And I always have nice fresh sourdough bread on the side to dip Ooh. it in. So good. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Red lentil pasta is my favorite gluten free pasta. Mm-hmm. You just, lentil pasta, like you have to be so vigilant when you're cooking it because if you even overcook it by like 10 oh, yeah. seconds, it literally turns into one big noodle. I know. Or, or just like, yeah. <laughs> or just like slush. I'm like, what happened? Yeah. What happened? <laughs> Don't share it to your friends. It's all good. <laughs> I um, made a red lentil pasta with a, a vegan Alfredo sauce that I made with um, with um, cauliflower. Mm. That was delicious. Mm. I love that. Yeah. Um, my favorite nut during this phase is actually pecans. And I get this, I buy this great date pecan butter. It's literally just blended dates and pecans from Abby's Better. Oh, amazing female-owned nut butter company, which I highly recommend people go and check out her products because Abby is so cool. 
But I munch on that throughout this phase. It's delicious. I put it into any like baked recipes. I put it on top of my oatmeal or whatever I'm eating for breakfast. Um, what about you, Nat? Um, so again, I have a recipe called golden milk hormone balancing energy balls and they're so good. Maddie, you have to try them. I Um, will. Yeah. They even have the turmeric in there, which is again, very good for the um, ovulatory phase. So yeah, a lot of like anti-inflammatory spices and then, um, the sunflower seeds, sesame seeds. I believe there's some almonds in there too, but um, yeah, I just, I, I love those energy balls for that time of the month. Mm, those sound delicious. Yes. I love that. Okay. Luteal phase and I'm in my luteal phase right now. So let's talk about it. I, I mean, I love a lot of foods from this phase. I mean, I think it's my favorite phase in terms of foods, like bananas, sweet potatoes, squash, <laughs> um, dates, apples, chickpeas. I mean, goodness, there's so many, so many amazing foods during this, um, during this phase and it's two weeks long for most people. So it's like an extra long time of just feeling really good about eating bananas (laughs) and sweet potatoes. (laughs) Kate, is there a sweet potato and banana like recipe that you have? I'm curious if those two to go to go together. Yeah. A sweet potato breakfast bowl. You steam or steam or roast some sweet potato and then, um, you blend it, mash it up, or you can just slice it and cube it and then put some like uh, bananas on it. I'm so excited. I'm so happy. Um, and yeah, just, I mean, sprinkle some um, like nuts or seeds over it or, you know, some um, sunflower seed butter. Yeah. Yeah. I <laughs> That's a great girl. meal prep recipe right there. I saw a girl yesterday, she um, was making a breakfast that was totally geared to the luteal bees, but she had no idea it was, but she roasted a whole sweet potato for breakfast and then she opened it up and kind of like smooshed the middle and then she added some sauteed apples. <laughs> yeah, I said, <laughs> sauteed some apples and cinnamon and then she put it in it and she sprinkled granola on top and I was like, oh. <gasps> That looks so amazing. I need to try that. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's so funny that you saw this yesterday because I, or that you were talking to someone about this yesterday because I was following along with one of my friends who I met through Instagram as well yesterday and she made a sweet potato breakfast bowl. And again, like I don't think she knew that that was like a great for the luteal phase, but I was like, whoa, she, she's got you know, sweet potato, the banana, she's got some granola on there. Like she's crushing it and she doesn't even know. (laughs) No, no, not at all. But yeah, that looks delicious. (laughs) That's so funny. Yeah. I mean, it's such an easy phase in terms of cycle sync or in terms of meal prep as well. Um, cause it's really easy to meal prep some sweet potato, um, you know, pumpkin or squash and just, you know, roast those and put them in Tupperware and leave those in your fridge. Um, cauliflower, you can make a bunch of, you know, pasta sauces, um, even like dairy-free or queso with cauliflower. So there's a bunch of things that you can meal prep and it's really easy to throw a bowl together during this phase because, you know, brown rice is a great grain to eat during this phase. So if you have some brown rice prepped, you have some sweet potato prepped and cauliflower, and then you have, um, you know, some chickpeas or, you know, great Northern or Navy beans, you just throw those all together in a bowl and, you know, 
dress how you'd like and season how you'd like. And you have a lunch or dinner and it tastes delicious and you are eating just a whole load of foods that are going to support your hormones. Totally. Totally. Yeah. I was just going to say, and chickpeas are like my go-to for like all my like meatless days because they're so high in fiber, as we know, and plant-based protein. And they're just such an easy way. Like I can whip up like a hummus in like five minutes and Mm -hmm. in my food processor or do, you know, chickpea falafels or anything. They're just so, I, I couldn't not live without chickpeas. Like they're just one of those ones. I just couldn't. I just, I like constantly have like huge bags of them. (laughs) (laughs) I love chickpeas as well. I love them. Um, I made something super interesting the other week with them. I'm trying to remember what it was. I, oh, I can't really remember. I do love making like a beet hummus and um, I'm actually allergic to sesame, sadly. So I can't make my hummus um, with tahini, but I love putting sunflower seed butter in them. Mm, okay. Yeah. I didn't know that about you, about the sesame. You're like, hold up. We can't be friends anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at your face right now and you're like, hmm, I'm reevaluating this friendship. No, it's all good because you're going to start using the beet leaves. So now it's all balancing out, you know? <laughs> Oh my goodness. I know. I actually, I I just took a food sensitivity test today, this morning. And, um, you know, for the two to three days leading up to taking a food sensitivity test, you're supposed to be eating the foods that you want to test at least two times. So I actually did. um, (laughs) It was funny. I was with a friend last night eating dinner and I was like, I need to eat sesame, but I don't have any sesame in my pantry. You know, like obviously I don't eat sesame. Um, and so I don't buy it. And he was like, I have everything but the bagel seasoning. I'll bring it over. And I was like, okay, bring it over. So he brought everything but the bagel seasoning. And I was like dusting it on everything, which by the way, I know everyone is like obsessed with everything but the bagel seasoning from Trader Joe's. I wasn't that big of a fan, honestly. But anyway, I was putting it on everything and my stomach hurt so bad last night. I was like, I don't think I even need a food sensitivity test to. I was like, I just know. To confirm, <laughs> yeah. I just know. But um, yeah, it's, it was funny. But anyway, I've had a lot of fun these last few days just eating all these foods that I want to test. No, I know. You know what? It's like it's okay to have a couple food sensitivities. Like I'm like that with sweet potatoes, Maddie. Like my, I look like. I swell up to like nine months pregnant. It's like immediate. It's, I, I think it's more of like an allergy slash, I don't know, but, um, but yeah, sweet potatoes and corn like are just not my friend. And sometimes I still eat them cause they're like in ingredients that like I really like, but, um, I, I know like right after I, I need to like put on my sweatpants like right away. Sweatpants. Some pants, some ginger tea, and oh, yeah. and yeah, maybe some digestive enzymes or bitters mm-hmm. to help with that, you know, process because, you know, life is short. We got to eat the foods that you know make us happy and taste good. But you know, it, yeah, definitely, like you know, if you're sensitive to something, it's probably not something you should be eating every single day, multiple times a day, because your body's no. going to get a little bit frustrated with you because <laughs> um, you're just you know building upon like inflammation each time they eat it, but to have it a couple times a week, totally fine. I recommend people space it out like by 48 hours though, just to have, give your body that time to reduce that inflammation before you eat another 
food that you're sensitive to. But um, yeah, I'm I'm sorry that it's you're sensitive to sweet potatoes. I could eat a sweet potato for like every single meal. <laughs> I know, I know. And I eat a lot of butternut squash instead. It's not the same, I know, but it's it's just oh I just I love sweet potatoes so much. Same but different. (laughs) Yes, I know. Oh my goodness. Well, this has been like such a fun episode. Like it's been 55 minutes and I don't even feel like it's been that long. How has time flies when you're talking to people who you love? Mm -hmm. It's so true. I had so much fun. Thank you so much for having me. Here you are. You really are such a ray of light in this world, Maddie. So thank you, Nat. I feel the exact same way about you, which is why we instantly connected and why I wanted you to come on this podcast with me. And I mean, we'll have to do more conversations because we have endless amount of topics to talk about. And this has just been such a blast. You are such a gem. Thank you for taking the time. Please come visit us in Austin. Please come visit us in Austin. And, um, Uh, I mean, if there's anything else you want to say, just throw it out there right now. Where can people find you? Because you are brilliant. So, you know, tell us where we can find you. Um, so you can find me on my social media handles. I have Instagram, so I'm at the naturally Natalie. And I also have my own website and food blog. It is www.thenaturallynatalie.com. Um, and yeah, I'm always here to, um, I love like when people just randomly message me, I don't know if it's about you, but I just love when they reach out love it. and just, you know, tell me that I'm doing great things or they have a question or yeah. whatever. I love connecting with people. It's, it's, yes. It's, oh. oh, so yeah, please don't hesitate. It just makes, it makes what we do so much more worth it because it's like, we're doing all of the, we're not doing this for ourselves, you know, we're no. doing this for other people. So to hear like, you know, that people appreciate what we're doing and that they're actually like, they're benefiting from the work that we're putting out there. It is so rewarding. So we definitely share that. And, you know, just another reason why I connect with you and why I love you so much. So thank you for adding that. Yes, everyone, please reach out to Natalie. Tell her just, hey, what's up? Um, She's super sweet. She will answer all of her DMs. And most of the time, she's very similar to me in this way. She will probably respond in all caps. (laughs) and we are not screaming at you we're just very happy enthusiastic people (laughs) and and 30 exclamation marks yes so So many emojis so it's crazy all right thank you natalie thank you to everyone for tuning in to another episode of the maddie miles podcast please share this with anyone who you think would benefit from this episode as always i love you all peace love hormones Oh, 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 oh,